Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning to you. It is Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. Thank you so much for tuning in to our little radio soiree here on Saturday morning, 8 to 9 Every Saturday morning, we talk about cars, we talk about life, we talk about where they intersect, we talk about new cars, old cars, fast cars, slow cars, cars that you drive, cars that other people drive. If it has anything to do with cars, chances are we will talk about it on this radio program. And it, of course, uh, involves you listening, but we're going to add an element to it this morning, which I am very proud of, because I am... After all, a talk radio guy. So talk radio to me works best when two people are talking. So we will get ready for this now. Cue up. Take phone calls this morning. Our producer back at the studio, Michael, a very nice guy. When you call up, tell him uh, what your name is and where you're calling from and and uh, what you want to talk about. And he will take your call and we will... Uh, we will, for the first time, take calls, see how this works, and um, kind of change things up a little bit. So we are doing that because, I don't know if you got a chance to jump online or pick up your Seattle Times this morning, but uh, there is an article in uh, the op-ed page, the opinion paper, uh, the opinion part of the paper, about getting your car broken into, and that article is authored by yours truly. Uh, it started as a Facebook post uh, that I put on while watching the Seahawks. Well, right after I, I watched the Seahawks game. This is, I'll tell you the story here, and then we can, uh, we can talk about it. I w- I'd like to get your thoughts on this, too. I went to uh, Mike's Chili Parlor last, uh, for, the, uh, NFC, for the Seahawks game, and... Obviously, was pretty depressed at the Seahawks game, although they did make a valiant effort to come back, and there was a lot of excitement. Uh, somebody I know was in from out of town. Matter of fact, my old broadcast partner from Pittsburgh came in. His daughter lives in uh, Seattle, uh, as does mine. So we got together. I said, come on, come to Mike's Chili Parlor. This is the place you want to watch the game. And we sat there at Mike's, ate chili, uh, and... Had chili and jello shots. Maybe that should have been the indicator that the day was going to go the way it went. But we sat there and watched the game, had chili and a jello shot, and um, after everything was over, said goodbye to, to, to Ron, Ron Cook. Spent a couple of more minutes uh, at the uh, bar taking care of uh, the waitress. You know, you, you want to make sure you. You know, some people don't tip like they should tip, so I wanted to make sure that they got enough and they got. Uh, you know, I made sure they got enough money for our time there. We sat there and watched the whole game. You should always be nice to people that serve you food because they hold the ultimate power, don't they? Anyway, so I go outside. I'm driving a, a Toyota Sequoia, big Toyota, and I parked it not right in front of Mike's, but right on that side street there that's on the side of the bridge. And it's a busy trafficked area. I mean, there's a Whole Foods there and a Trader Joe's and a, a this and a that and all these different apartment buildings you can see. It's not like 
old Ballard where, you know, you drove up to Mike's Chili Parlor on a Sunday afternoon and there was nothing around. There was what? The old Ernst was across the street, right, or a block away. And once they closed up, there was nothing in Ballard. But now it's a bustling community and, you know, there's apartments and condos and this and that. So I come out, high traffic area. I come to the side. I'm looking on the ground because I tend to walk with my head down for some stupid reason. And I see these kind of black pieces of glass. And I go, oh, crap, man. Somebody got their car broken into. Well, you know what? When I looked at the side of my car, I found out it was my car that they had broken into. You know, listen. It's part of city life. It's part of... This whole thing where we live in a city and Seattle has obviously changed. I mean, I've only been back two months. But obviously Seattle is a different place than I left ten years ago. It's, it's, it's not the same. There's a certain fear, a certain resignation among people. We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. But I go and I... I Open the door and the car and go, oh, crap, you know, it's, oh, man, you know, and, and, and it's glass all over the car. But I look in, and I've got, like, my life in this car because I'm, I'm, I'm couch skipping at the couch surfing at the moment until my place is ready. And so I've got my clothes. i got my uh, uh, a bag. I've got my stuff to do the show. My Everything's in the car. I look in the car. And it doesn't seem like there's anything missing. So I'm like, all right, great. Except that when I go, I, I actually get in the car, I drive away, I go to the, the car wash place, the Brown Bear car wash down there on Leary, to um, vacuum the car out. And I'm, I'm looking for my change, and I know I got a hunk of change in my, um, in my knapsack because I did my laundry. Just two days before, and you know, I put the, the twenty in the laundry thing, and all the coins came out. I used two dollars, and the rest I keep. You know, whatever. I'm more than two dollars for the anyway. I did the laundry, so I come back. I I I I look for the change, and I realize that there's one thing missing out of the car, and that's this knapsack that I have. And the knapsack, you know, it's it's a nice knapsack. It's one of those knapsacks uh, you charge your cell phone with and everything like that. But inside the knapsack is this bag. And it's a little uh, Toomey that I was given years ago because I don't think I could ever afford to buy it to me. But it was a little T-U-M-I, Toomey. Um, shaving bag, you know, a toiletry bag. Nice big bag that you could stick a lot of stuff in. Leather. I love this bag. When I, I mean, I, I think when I got this bag, it might have been the absolute nicest thing I ever had in my life, to be honest with you. And the incredible thing about it was that as... As I got this, as, as, as um, I'm going through, I'm going, oh, no. And this is happening to you, I'm sure, if you've had your car broken into. They got the bag. And the bag had all my, my medications in it, my medicines, and things like that. And so, I, 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 uh, 
I didn't think about it much at first, but as I started to, to miss things from the bag, my razor, my toothbrush, I realized how much that bag meant to me. I realized how much that bag, that little bag, that it wasn't just a bag that they stole out of my car. And I'm sure that this has happened to you, too, if you've had something stolen out of your car. Maybe what they stole wasn't worth a lot. Maybe what they stole, they couldn't hawk for 50 cents. But they stole a piece of you. For no good reason. And that bag, if you read the article, was a piece of me. It went everywhere I went that I traveled. It went with me in 95 to Yankee Stadium, in 96 to Baltimore, or 97 in Baltimore, wasn't it? Uh, In 2001, when I traveled with all over with the team. It went there. It went with me to all the Seahawks games. It went with me to the Super Bowl, to the championship games. It went with me to the Stanley Cup Finals in Vancouver in 94. It went with me everywhere that I traveled. That bag was always ready to go. It went with me on vacations. It went with me to Cuba. It went with me to Canada. It went with me to Hawaii when I got my 50th state that I visited, it was with me. It was with me through all kinds. It held so many different things. It held different razors. It went with me to my father's funeral, my mother's funeral, my sister's funeral, one of my best friend's funeral. It went with me to all of those places, all of those different places. It went, it went with me so that I could look decent. My comb was in there, my brush that I've had for years, my razor, my father's razor that I never used but I kept with me. Um, my drugs that I take ever since I was sick, the certain drugs I have to take, even before I was sick, I had to take drugs. But The idea is they didn't just steal a bag, and maybe they could take the drugs, but what were they going to do with it? They weren't going to sell it. It was an old bag. They weren't going to do anything with it except throw it away and throw a piece of my life away. Now, I went and I looked around. I, I didn't, you know... Police, what do you do with the police? The police tell you, go online, fill out a form. We don't even come out for that crap anymore. Go call somebody who cares. We got, we got bigger things to do. We got to get people to, uh, uh, to the booking place so we can let them out again. And I sat down and I wrote about this because I know that I'm not the only one that this has happened to. And to me, it's such a decline of urban life. Not it's, Listen, it's not just in Seattle. It's everywhere. But it says so much about us, about me, about you, about everybody, about respect, about what we have become, 
were the richest nation on the face of the earth, or maybe the second, depending on China, who know, you know. But yet, we have people out in the street that have to steal. Now, I don't know who took this thing, a junkie, uh, somebody who was desperate for a meal, somebody who just had nothing else to do, they're just a scumbag, so they go out there and they break car windows and steal stuff out of cars, just people like that. That's how they make their living. And I'm a compassionate guy. I'm a a liberal. I'm, I'm proud of it. But I'm a liberal because I have a certain quality of life that I appreciate. I have maybe I'm a. I have I have this feeling of uh, being brought up that you give back to people, that you do things for people, uh, that you're a compassionate. Maybe I'm more conservative than I am liberal in some ways. But I know this. I know this. I know that this crime, this disrespect among people when it comes to our cars, when it comes to our personal lives, when it comes to all of this different stuff that goes in our life, it can't continue. You know, there used to be in in New York City uh, the broken windows policy. If you don't do anything about a broken window, then the crime's going to get bigger. And that's what I see in Seattle. And and listen, I know we have bigger fish to fry. I know we had the shooting uh, this week downtown. I was downtown a little while before it happened. Horrible. Horrible stuff. Horrible that we have to live these days with the thought of leaving the house, going to work, and getting our heads blown off. You want to talk about terrorism? That's terrorism. When people are afraid to go out of the house or people are don't can't feel protected. And I think that's one thing about Seattle right now that I hear and see in people. If you leave your car on the street, you don't feel protected. Even if you lock it up, you don't feel protected. Now, this is not a rant against homeless people. This is not a rant. It's a rant against criminals. And it's a rant as... What are the people that are in charge going to do? Now, I know that if I saw the person breaking into my car and taking the stuff out, or if they were standing on the corner with my bag under their arm and a cop came and locked them up, that they'd be out on the street because it's petty theft. It's nothing. In the bigger scheme of things, our overworked police department, is doesn't have time for it. So what's the answer? What happens? Do we, we create a society where people stop being Seattle people, they turn into uh, vigilantes and start beating people up and, and, and hurting people and all this kind of stuff when you catch them like it used to be 
you know, 25, 30 years ago, there were certain neighborhoods in New York that the thieves didn't go into because they know if they got caught, they weren't going to get hurt by the cops. They were going to get hurt by the people that lived there. So, I don't know, I want to open up the phones to get your thoughts. The, the bottom line for me on this was that they didn't just steal a bag from me. They stole a piece of what I feel about Seattle. Now, I still love the place. I still want to live here. I have so many good friends here, so many people that I care about, so many people that care about me. I'm so lucky in that respect. I've got this show. I hope to do more stuff. I hope to be back on, you know, you know, with our, our, our conversation each week. But I had to get this off my chest. That's why I wrote the Facebook post, because I wanted other people to know that we're, we're in this. We've all had this happen to us. So most of us have had this happen to us. I don't know what we can do about it. I don't know how we can make it better. But it's like gun control, you know. You don't know what you need to do exactly. But you know you got to do something. All right, let me give you some phone numbers. 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. Toll free, wherever you are around the world listening to us, 888-298-5569. That's 888-298-5569. As I said, for the first time uh, on the show, we're taking phone calls. Let's see how this works out. I'm sure that I want to take more phone calls in the future. But certainly, uh, let's get you on the phones today. Uh, You'll dial up. You'll talk to Michael. He will uh, put you on, get you going. We will get you on the phone and talk a little bit about have you had things uh, stolen from you? What, uh, you know, what has, I don't know, what has, uh, as you have got on as a car owner in the city, I mean, they tax you for car. You know what? You want to charge me $300 for car tabs? Tell me that my, my car is not going to get uh, broken into. Then you can charge me $300 or $400 or $600 because at least I'm feeling like I'm getting something for it. Something, something in this dynamic has to change. Something has to change. 425-373-5527 is our number. Toll free, 888 That's 888-888. 298-5569-425-373-5527 in Seattle and its environs, outside of Seattle and its environs, 888-298-5569, the phone numbers. I'm New York Vanitas' Drive Time. We're talking about your personal experiences having your car broken into. Did you get your stuff back? What did they take from you? Did they? Was it just a couple of cassette tapes? Or a, a couple of CDs or, a, or, or a, a zip drive with some music that maybe a friend of yours sent you? What sentimental thing did you lose? Did you get it back? How did you get it back? 
All right, it's drive time. I'm New York Vinny, and this is Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Pull your seat belt snug. Give an extra tug. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Show the world you care by the belt you wear. Buckle up for safety when you're driving. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. The National Safety Council says seat belts can and do save lives every day. Buckle up for safety, everybody. Buckle up. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Back with you here on Drive Time Radio. First time that we are taking phone calls on a Saturday morning. 425 373 5527. It's 425 373 5527 locally. Uh, we got the, uh, <laughs> just thinking of this, you know, fabulous, not the old coffin, <laughs> she killed me. The fabulous sports babe. She used to call it the rich boy car phone at 888 888 Five five six nine. Uh, the telephone number. You want to jump in on the conversation? Uh, we would appreciate that if you did that this morning. Talk about uh, um, you know again uh, the article in the uh, Seattle Times this morning talking about what's what, what's stolen from you when they take something out of your car. It's more than just a piece of broken glass, isn't it? Or you know, listen, am I overreacting to it? And I'm just like, hey, you know what, Vinny, shut the hell up. And, you know, you, you got your car robbed. You know, so welcome to the club. See, I think that's the attitude to me that, uh, you know, that, that people do feel these days. And if that's what they feel, may, it, it's, it's hard, I think, to feel, I don't know, sympathy. Although, you know, the, the, the Facebook page, we have people all over the place. Oh, they're sorry it happened. Sorry it happened. And I realized that it's Facebook. And I, I appreciate the people that are sorry things like this happen. Um, but what do we do to make it safer? What do we do so that our cars maybe don't get broken into? Now, I know if... Uh, if I have uh, one of the police uh, state troopers on, they're going to tell you, don't leave anything in sight. That was probably my biggest mistake is I left stuff on the back seat of the car. Believe me, I've been told that a lot over the last two weeks. And, um, you know, and I, and I realize that. I realize that that, unfortunately, is how life works is you don't leave stuff in the car. Because if you do, things will happen. All right, let's hit the lines, 425-373-5527. We got Ronnie in West Seattle. Ronnie, you're up here on uh, Drive Time Radio. Hey, Ron. Hey, 
Hey, Vinny, how you doing? I used to live a block from you. I'm up on 39th and Ida in West Seattle. I know you were down on Austin Street, right off California. I used to see you all the time. I used to see you at Bath. Oh, yeah, my, the old hood. I, as a matter of fact, I've been hanging out at the Cafe Lodro over there. Man. Oh, I yeah, yeah, that's good, strong coffee. But anyway, uh, I had yeah, a... And I need that, believe you me. Yeah, yeah. I had a uh, license plate. It was a California black and gold license plate stolen from my 69 Nova in my driveway. And uh, it wound up about two years ago in San Diego on a van. I don't know why anybody would steal my license plate. Well, I guess at one time, they were, you know, now they're not worth as much anymore because now California issues that retro-looking. Yeah, I understand. But, yeah, I used to go online, and those plates were going for $100 or more. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy how much I got a stack of license plates that actually I'm going to get ready to sell mm-hmm. um, when I get back. And you know, I, but I've got a couple of old black and white, uh, black and gold California ones. I got a gold and black, the other way California one. Right. And um, and uh, yeah, they're worth some money. So I guess, but you know, I, I that's a labor intensive thing to take off a license plate, man. It had to be in your driveway for a little while. And they took off the attachment, too, so I can't put uh, another plate on. All I have is a couple bolts sticking out. Uh, man, you know, that's that, that's a drag, Ronnie. I'm sorry that happened. That, now, was it a personalized plate or something? No, no, no. I, uh, it was an original plate from the Nova. Uh, uh, they went to black and gold, I think, uh, in the early 60s. But uh, it's a problem because you drive around, and I, I still have my car registered in California, and I got my rear plate. I love those old plates, but uh, I, I was just really shocked that somebody would do that and, and and then take it and put it on another car. Yeah. And they got a ticket. It's, it's, it's amazing. Now, and then, now, and um, the ticket was sent to me. <laughs> oh, so they actually had the nerve to go and register the stolen plate. Right. And put it on a van, and it wasn't an older van either. It was a van from the 1980s, and this is before California reissued the black and gold plates. So it kind of stood out like a sore thumb. Oh, man. Do you still have the Nova? I do. It's in my driveway. What, no, tell me about it. What year is it? It's a 69 Nova. It's uh, two-door. It's got a remanufactured engine, uh, 250, with about uh, 15,000 miles on it. Uh, it needs paint. It's uh, oxidized. It's got a little rusted out. It needs uh, some. Uh, it needs a, a new uh, floor panel. There's a little hole down there, and uh, yeah. it doesn't run. It needs a carburetor, fuel pump. But uh, those things are going for quite a bit now, even in that kind of condition. Oh yeah, we got to get that thing running, man. Now, I know, and, it's in, and the body's in decent shape. Yeah, I mean it's got a little bit of rust uh, and oxidation, but I just sand it out. It's yeah. surface rust. It's not that real deep rust. I, I sand it out once a year. Use about a two hundred grade sandpaper. Great man. Well, it sounds like it sounds like a cool car, Ronnie. I gotta hopefully one day I'll get a chance to, to come by and see it, or we'll uh, we'll hook up at Ladros sometime. Thanks yeah, for calling, yeah, thank man. You. I also have a seventy one Impala. Ah, seventy one Impala. This guy's got my cards. The yeah. seventy one Impala. I love two door. Thanks, top. Ronnie. Let's go to Michael in Los Angeles. Michael, you are on with uh, with the Drive Time Radio. Hello, Michael. Uh, Michael Knight for New York Vinny, please. Hello, Michael. How are you, Pally? <laughs> it's Mikey and Vinny, baby. It's Mikey and Vinny back together again, man. Welcome, uh, welcome to the show. Were you just sleeping and decide to get up and 
and and tell a tale of or share a tale of woe, huh? Uh, restless leg syndrome, so I decided to get out of bed. Well, that's a good you know, thing, man. Now, you you've been, per- I mean, you've been around a block a few times. You've got stuff taken out of your car, right? You know, I was just thinking. Uh, 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 my favorite corduroy jacket by Billabong was stolen out of my car in Santa Barbara on the beach one day, and that really burned me up. And silly me, I went to the police, just like you. I got the same reaction. They stole your coat. Oh, that's interesting. But then, you know, the, the what people remember about being robbed is not so much what was taken, but that feeling of being violated and being helpless about it, and that, that some errant person somewhere in the world decided to just, you know, spied your bag on the back seat, broke into your car, took stuff that they didn't need, that you desperately needed. And after reading your op-ed piece in the Seattle Times, one thing that I thought was um, that, that came right through to me immediately was the supple nature of this beautiful bag that you're not going to see anymore and how, how the bag was holding important things for you, but how it was an important element of your life. It's something that you really loved. It was part of your daily routine, and it's, and it's hell to be violated that way. It's not a major crime, but it's an awful crime, and uh, I'm sorry you had to go through that, buddy. It, it's like when, you know, sometimes, uh, I, I remember one time, long time ago, I had uh, my daughter, Erin, a little younger than your daughter, oh, yeah. um, had, had a couple of drawings on the seat, and I left the car parked somewhere with the windows open. You know, San Francisco, no crime happens there. And I Holy came boy. back. Oh, and, and the drawings were gone. Somebody stole the drawings, and you know, at the time, you know, you just feel so because it's like nobody. You know, if somebody takes your spare tire, you figure they can take it down to the gas station, sell it to the guy for five bucks, right? And get a, get you know, get a, whatever they're gonna do. But <laughs> when somebody takes something like that, it's like. What are you even doing with that? What, why are you even bothering? You know, are you, you going to tack it up on, uh, are you, are you just going to go down the next block and throw it away? You're not keeping that bag. You're not keeping that, uh, that, that, that drawing or that coat. Maybe the coat, yeah, because on Santa Barbara, though, they don't use coats in Santa Barbara. Well, you know, they, they don't have winter there, but they have that cold summer part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, anyway, Mike, it's so good to hear your voice, man. It's 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 what, what as as we as we go along here, and uh, again the phone number four two five three seven three five five two seven. That's four two five three seven three five five two seven. Toll free is triple eight two nine eight five five six nine. I um I was thinking of you the other day because I was driving, and and for those of you who might not know, Michael and I. We're doing drive time uh, in Wenatchee at a station out there. And um, we did a wonderful piece. Michael did a wonderful piece on the Alfa Romeo and went back into the history of the Alfa Romeo. Well, typical. <laughs> I mean, to set me up with, an, I, with a review, I, yeah. I think he actually had the snakes in the studio with him. Well, the funny thing was, I, just started, I started to write that piece, and I realized that I didn't like the car as much as I liked the emblem. Their logo is just extraordinary, and it's very old. Yeah, it's almost a medical logo. It's got the two snakes and the staff and everything else. 
Yeah, it's like a it's like a family logo from the uh, from the early days of Venice or whenever. What's the home? Where do they manufacture the Alfa Romeo now? What part of is it Torino? Uh, I think it is still Torino. Yeah. So the beautiful north of Italy, where uh, people are friendly, the food is fabulous, and why aren't we there right now? Well, what's wrong with southern Italy? Well, I, I just think uh, a trip to Italy wouldn't hurt. You know, I could, I could work on my... Well, no, uh, but see, you say northern Italy. Well, what about... I mean, I'm from southern Italy. Well, southern Italy, that, that's, the soul of the, that's the soul of the nation. That's where the food, the language, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the traditions, the... Uh, you know, Uncle June said that we taught everybody how to eat. Well, it was a cook from the south that taught everybody. <laughs> you, uh... <laughs> you've obviously never been to a dinner, Michael, where... Northern Italians and Southern Italians get together, and anytime you know, because there's such a rivalry between the two, <laughs> so they can't even agree on the bread. This bread's delicious. delicious. Oh no, it's it's really. I mean, white sauce is Northern Italy, red sauce is Southern Italy. You know, uh, beef is Southern Italy, uh, or you know, or lamb. Northern Italy is like you know, uh, fish or uh, or fancy beef or all that kind of stuff. Wow. But that's, everybody, that's everybody pretty eats funny, pasta, man. Right? <laughs> everybody eats pasta, is that right, Benny? Uh, say again, Michael. Everybody eats pasta, just a different sauce. And, well, no, you know, you know what? No, everybody eat in in southern Italy. They eat pasta. In northern Italy, they eat uh, a polenta. Oh, polenta! Yeah, or uh, abrorio, you know, rice I love or um, or cornmeal. Brand. Is, I love that you know, stuff. those dishes that you see, the polenta, is much more popular up in northern Italy. By the way, since they introduced the Alfa Romeo, I've noticed that it's been a rather successful reintroduction. But it's, it's caught on once again. They, they, have a, they have a market and they have people who love those cars. Yeah, it's a fancy little car. I, I've driven a couple of them. I love the little, the, the, uh, the, the spider is nice. I love the little uh, Giulietta. Um you know they're 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 decent cars now. You know the the problem with the Fiat and the uh, Alfa Romeo is going to be what it always is. How do they stand up? You know they're great cars. They look good. Um, my good friend, our good friend, you know him too, Tony Ventrella. I believe oh, yeah. he's still driving his '74 uh, Alfa Romeo Graduate around. So wow. I'm thinking must, that you know, his good, uh, is holding up. But he must have a good mechanic that he trusts. Well, I think he trades out barbering for the mechanic. I'm not sure. <laughs> ah, still business. You can't beat it. All right, Michael. Well, listen, we're going to break. It's good to hear your voice. Um, let's uh, let's get together and do this again soon sometime. If not next weekend, certainly. Well, I have a couple ideas. You want to talk about that off the air? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that off the air. That's Michael Knight. That's my good friend who has dialed us up from Southern California. You want to jump on the phone? We still have some openings, 425-373-5527, toll-free at 888 We're talking about what can we do, what can be done about stealing things from your car, if anything, or is this just something that we're going to chalk up to having beautiful mountains on one side of us, beautiful mountains on the other side of us, Canada to the north, and water in the middle of it all. I'm New York Vinny. This is Drive Time on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW.
，武械皆中国，绿灯可以行。No matter how you say it, cruce con la verde, en el medio pierde. It always means the same thing. Attraversate soltanto al segnale verde, mai nel mezzo della strada. Cross at the green, not in between. Geht darüber der Gas nur dann, wenn es grün, nicht ergeht zwischen den Mitten vom Block. It means cross at the corner, never in the middle of the block. Don't walk until the light turns green. Always cross at corners where motorists expect you and where you can see them. Cross at the green, not in between. In any language, it's a way of life. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Use your eyes to look up. Use your ears to hear. Walk up to the corner when the coast is clear. And wait, and wait until you see the light turn green. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Right back with you here on Drive Time Radio. New York Vinny hanging out. Our regular Saturday morning spot from 8 to 9 here on Drive Time. Uh, By the way, I was not with you last week because I was out sick, which uh, rarely happens, but every once in a while. Um, And I promised because I was out and was actually wound up in Swedish hospital for a couple of days. I uh, promised that I would thank and say hello to the, uh, to the nurses on uh, the, uh, the cardiac unit uh, on the second floor at Swedish hospital. So all of those wonderful nurses that took, I mean, spectacularly good care of me, uh, in the hospital last week. Thank you so very much. I really, you know, uh, obviously nurses do not get paid enough for what they do, do not get the recognition for what they do. But I just got to, uh, I, I got to take a moment and just thank them uh, and thank uh, Swedish for uh, the great care and everything that they did for me this past uh, past weekend when I was in there. They, the only thing that they wouldn't do for me is they wouldn't let me do the show from my hospital bed. They said, nah, we're not going to. We're not going to let you do that. We're going to we're going to just, you know, we're going to have you sit here and calm down and get better. Take 2 days, relax, order some food from our heart healthy um menu and you'll be okay. So, that's what uh, that's what I was doing last week. So, thank you. Uh I know we had a repeat show on and uh thank you for uh, for listening. All right. 425-373-5527 is the phone number if you want to get in on the conversation. 888 888- Two nine eight five five six nine. We're talking about the uh, article in the Seattle Times uh, this morning that I wrote about uh, getting ripped off. Your car getting ripped off. Next week we'll also uh, we'll, we will talk about. Um, this is always my favorite car time of the year. Uh, Super Bowl car ads because the car ads I always think are great 
car ads. But Super Bowl car ads next week will also um, have some other good stuff for you. The Scottsdale auctions, you know, they have that kind of, it's, it's auction season right now. So if you're down in Scottsdale, um, you are, at this point, uh, just your head is swimming as to some of the cars that have been sold. You saw that, um, the, we talked about it last week, the Bullet Mustang, or actually I think it was the week before, but maybe it was last week that it actually sold. The Bullet Mustang wound up selling with part of that money going to uh, Parkinson's disease. And I just want to recap a little bit uh, what was what happened in Arizona. Scottsdale this year, sales were down actually. million worth of cars changed hands, Um, which is down from $250 million last year. A lot of cars wound up going back to their um, owners because the market is a bit soft right now. As a matter of fact, I think it was... Huh, what was it, um, 77% of the cars sold. That means they went over-reserved. There were more cars than ever being offered in no reserve format, which means that uh, the high bid seals the deal, regardless of price. And um, 77% of 3,867 vehicles wound up selling. That means 23% of uh, these um, inventory went back to the garages. And that's a decline over 81 in 2019 and 84% in 2018. So the collector car market uh, at, at the auctions, at the auctions, is starting to soften a little bit. Well, we're not seeing the high dollars come for uh, some of the um, middling cars uh, that you see. But yet you do see, um, uh, you know, some cars that you wouldn't expect to go for that much go for way more than they should have. Top seller this year was the 95 Ferrari F50, a very rare Ferrari, 15 years old. 349 of them made. It's the second rarest Ferrari uh, produced, 55 U.S. spec models. That car went for $3,222,500. For the 95 Ferrari F50. Shows just uh, 5,200 miles from new. The average vehicle sales price was down. Uh, Both in 2018 and 2019, the average car sold was worth nearly $93,000. This year, the figure down to $81,534. And not a lot of ultra-high dollar cars. Matter of fact, there were 25% fewer million-dollar cars this year than in 2019. And as we saw, the most valuable car sold failed to break $5 million for the first time since 2012 when the market was steadily strengthening. So that's got to tell you 
that A, the market is soft, and B, maybe the economy isn't as white-hot as everybody thinks it is, or maybe there's something coming because the people that buy these cars are usually doing really well, and they're either buying them for investments or buying them for one thing or the other. They generally, generally don't buy them just to drive them around the block. So, you know, the r auctions, the Gooding & Company, uh, all the auction companies that are down there, um, uh, um, uh, Barrett-Jackson, so on and so forth, the outlook uh, for them, listen, they're making tons of money. When they can charge you 100 bucks to get in an auction, believe me, they're, taking, they're making tons of money. But uh, the market is definitely down. And uh, world records, let's see. We had a 4,600-mile, 4, 95 M3 BMW lightweight that I believe belonged to Paul Walker, $385,000. Um, Porsche 914 with a factory 914 six-cylinder GT race engine. It won its class at Daytona. It sold for $995,000. And Lee Iacocca's um, Dodge Viper RT10 Roadster, um, you know, he passed away, was it uh, last, last, yeah, last year, early last year. That vehicle went for $285,000. So I think the car that surprised me the most is there was somebody with a 74 Volkswagen Carmen gear. So that's the big bumper Carmen gear, not the one with the kind of, uh, you know, with, with just the, the smaller tubular bumper, but that big bumper. 74, um, 74 Carmen gear went for 86800 bucks. It's a lot of money. So Barrett Jackson led the way with $137.1 million dollars. Um, 1,900 vehicles in nine days, plus they had the high buck uh, charity bids. And the top American car that sold at the Scottsdale Collector Car Auctions was the 2020 Chevrolet Corvette Stingray Coupe. It was a charity sale, went for $3 million for the 2020 Corvette uh, Stingray Coupe, I believe it was the first one off the line. Uh, the other uh, big American car was uh, sold by uh, Gooding and Company. A 1948 Tucker. Remember the Tucker, which is that they did the movie about it years ago. Preston Tucker tried to have a car company. A 48 Tucker, 48 sedan, went for $2,040,000. And that was your uh, your big sale, uh, your biggest American car sale. It wasn't a charity sale. Uh, the Tucker sedan went for two million forty thousand dollars. So that's your look at uh, the uh, auctions in Scottsdale. If you ever get a chance, you're going to go to spring training. Um, you know, you might want to think about going a week early or two weeks early and checking out some of these auctions. They are spectacular, and you see some crazy, insane. Wonderful vehicles that you'll never hope to own, but at least hope to, uh, at some point in your life, 
um, touch and get your picture taken next to. <laughs> ah, yes, just take my picture next to this Hispano Suiza. All right, I'm New York Vinny. This is Drive Time. We'll come back with uh, a quick road test and uh, some final words right here on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly... It's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. We're back with you on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. Uh, You can find us on Facebook. All the time. We're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week on Twitter as well. At NYVINNIE is our Twitter address. And you can also find us on Facebook at um, facebook.com slash drive time radio and TV. And please go there and uh, sign up for our, especially on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, we're also on Instagram too at NYVINNIE. N-Y-V-I-N-N-I-E, and we post uh, reviews and videos and fun things uh, that we do. We posted a video of the Hyundai Palisade. One of the coolest things I saw uh, this week is uh, the road test vehicle of the week is the Hyundai Palisade, Um, and uh, they have a thing in there where you hit the directional signal and the blind spot of a picture of it comes up on the dashboard. We'll talk more about that. Uh, Hyundai Palisade, but time now for this week's road test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, it is uh, a good one. We don't have too many ugly ones. There's not too many ugly cars out there. As a matter of fact, this one was quite pleasing to the eye. We're talking about the 2020 Hyundai Kona. Uh, one that I absolutely enjoyed. It was the second time I'd driven one, but the first time I road-tested one. Uh, What I liked about the Kona is, first of all, it's visually appealing. Uh, uh, It's quirky in spots, has that, uh, you know, the big Hyundai grill. It has, uh, you know, the slit taillights in the head and um, kind of that athletic line running across the side, bolstered... um, wheel wells with the now prerequisite uh, plastic pieces on them so you don't mess up the paint. And it has that because it is a four-wheel drive, but I really enjoyed uh, the looks of this car, getting into it, 
was a, a solid, solid uh, experience where you open the door. There's a lot of room. You're not ducking down to get into it. I'm a big guy, so I look at cars from that perspective. But an excellent way to uh, judge them, I always think, is how easy is it to get in and out. And the Kona was very easy to get in and out. Seats folded up and down really nicely, uh, quickly, uh, without a lot of trouble. Good bolsters, uh, uh, good anchors, I should say, for uh, the car seats in the back. The seat was uh, power seat was adjustable up and down and back and forth. Uh, the car did not have manual seats, so I didn't uh, know how the manuals work. But uh, it was a good uh, driving position. You were up a little bit, but not too much. It still had a car-like feel to it. The Hyundai Kona uh, that I drove also was the all-wheel uh, drive model, and the um, again. The driving dynamics in this car with all-wheel drive, you hit a button, and in the snow and in the rain, it handled fantastic. I took it up, I actually wound up up in the pass with it, and took it through the snow, no problem, except, except one time I got stuck in a snowbank. One time. Because I was a fool, I drove someplace where I probably shouldn't have drove, trying to see how good the four-wheel drive was. Well, I got myself hung up a little bit. And you know what? It gave me a perfect chance to test out the Hyundai roadside service. Because when you buy one of these cars, that's something you want to know about, right? So I called up on the cell phone. Boom, boom, boom. I had to wait a while because it was snowing. As you know, it was snowing up in the past a ton uh, this past week. But they came. They got me. Pulled me out of the snowbank. No charge. Go on your merry way. And everything else it handled. And again, it wasn't the car. It was the idiot driving it that really um, kind of messed things up for the Kona. But, again, the um, the system that they have uh, in the Hyundai, you just hit the button above your head and they came a-running. Which I think every car ought to have, but the Kia Soul, the Nissan Kicks, the two cars that are like uh, the Kona, I think the Soul may be a little bit more comfortable to sit in, maybe give you a little bit more of uh, uh, some space, some cargo space, because there's one thing the Kona misses, but the Kona gives you four-wheel drive and the Soul doesn't, and to me, if you're in this area, that's something that you are looking at, uh, they stay just about the same as they were have been since they introduced the Kona. So, the Kona I drove with quality interior, with four-wheel drive, came in at uh, 27750 It had just about everything in there, and you can also get it in electric. So, if you're in the market for that uh, small SUV, that's the one you want to look at, the Hyundai Kona. That's going to wrap it up for drive time. Thank you to the callers, to Michael and everybody. We will see you next week if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise.